Okay, tough. Today's stuff is stuff test following Subas as we learned for four slime for Rosa Ben Ruma and Yosef's real Ben Chaim Michal. Yesterday we learned the Mishnah, which seemed to contradict a little bit of the machlokas we have between uh, Rabbi Gamaliel and Rabbi Yeshua about do we believe the woman or not? Rabbi Gamaliel seemed to say when she's a Bari and she knows who she had Bia with, we believe her. And we came out, the halacha was that even though Gamaliel says that even where it's Rob Sulin, most of the people in that area are not kosher to marry, uh, not kosher to marry a woman um, and who, who could then marry a coin subsequently, and not kosher men. Um, the the, the sock was that uh, only if it's Rov Shemer, fine. Now we had this case, uh, the Mishnah said this case, we'll quickly review it. It says the Mishnah on the bottom of Yadal on the day. So I'm gonna be my focus. Sorry with the young girl, Cheryl Mouse, mine, mine, she went <laughs> down to draw water from the well. And then she was raped. If most of the people in that city are can, can marry off the Kuna, meaning most of the people are kosher men, she can even marry a coin. That's what Yochum Nuri said. So Rabbi said right away, who's he go like? Even though it's Rob Sulin, he's Machsher. Okay. At the end of the daf, we were discussing yesterday, I think after we uh, closed the tape, um, that. Uh, um, that this girl was was raped, uh, according to Mulil, where Mulil really only says that it's co- that she's considered kosher if the person is a bari. And in this case, was the girl, she was a young girl, she was raped. Does she really know who, who did it? Uh, is she that familiar? That seems to be the problem. Tosis brings it up. and Tainus Bari. So, you know, uh, he says, even if it's even if it's a puzzle, even if Rob Sulem, she knows who did it. Iker Bishuva goes like Bishuva says she's not believed. Afi Rov Shem Nami Puzzle. So why does Rabbi Yeshua, why does Rabbi Yechemenuri say over here if most of the people were kosher, it's okay? Amalei. So Rav Nachman answered, uh, answered Rava. Hachiyam Rabbi Yudah Marav at the top of Tesvav. We we covered this yesterday, but just reviewing it to get a clearer picture. The story was with the caravans. Sipar was a Jewish town, mostly Jewish town, but there were also caravans who came on the market day there, and those were also mostly Jews. In other words, there's a double rove here. Rove of the city are kosher Jews, and rove of the area around there, the, the, of the uh, people who came to the market from the surrounding were also mostly. In other words, what Yochum Nuri is saying is, we're, with the, we're a double rove. We asked in the Kasha, Michael, we were just talking about this, about Mulil only says if there was, if there was uh, only if she was Bari. Was this young girl Bari? So what do you need? Uh, what do you need? Rov Ksherim, even if it's Rov Sulim. And and what the Gemara is saying at the end is the way Rashi learned very simple. Okay, we're going like a Bishua. The last line on the page said, Long because there's two rows. Even going like a doesn't normally, she's not believed. But there's two rows, the chair in there could have you, like we're explaining now, that there's a double row. Tosis at the top of the page gives the answer and says, Lo'olam, the answer is at the top of the page in Tosis, Lo'olam, Bari. Really over here, it's like we're assumed in the Kasha. If this is a young girl who went down to the well, she probably doesn't know who raped her, right? She was raped by some guy, right? What he's saying over here is the answer is not so clear from Rashi. Rashi says we're going to explain quite from Tosis, you see, that even Rabbi Gamliel would be motor. Why? Gamliel says when she's a bari, she's believed, even when it's Rav Sulin. And the Psak is okay, we don't possibly exactly like Rabbi Gamliel there. Only if it's Rav Chair, we possibly will, but she's a bari. 
Over here, she's not a bari. She's not a bari. Rabbi Yochum is saying is, you know what? If there's a double rove, even if she's not a bari, that's also good. Rabbi Leo said, if she's a bari, that's good enough. Even if it's rove psulin. Okay, we pass in rove sheirin. One rove is good enough. Rabbi Yochum is saying, in this, in this circumstance, even if she's not a bari, and as both Ramaliel and Rabbi Yeshua would agree that this is okay because it's a double rove. And that's why, and that's why she's Kashan and Mary Kona, which is a Rabbi Shabbat 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 the third line in the Gemara. Ukrabiani, the Rabbiani, the Velas, the Kronos Yani said that if she was, if she um, was, um, um, somebody had, if she was, if she had beer with her, somebody had beer with her in the caravans, she's kosher to Mary Kosha Lakuna. Says Gemara Kronos, I'm talking about in the caravans. Ellen Nevels Bishas Kronos. What do you mean say in the caravans? Only in the caravans? Means to say Bishas Kronos when there's a double robe, the robe of the city and robe of the uh, market people, uh, there's a double robe. She's Kriya Lakuna. Avo, But let's say we don't know. We, we're saying is we don't know who did it, right? We don't, at the end of the day, we don't know who did it. And she, according to Tosa, she's even not sure who did it. Not like we assumed in Rashi that she's a Bari. She was raped. She's a young girl. Um, we're saying over here, even if she's not barred, but there's a double row. But let's say, so we don't know, was it from the city or was it from the market people? But either way, there's either way there's a row. So it's a double row that, that goes in her favor. That's her advantage. But let's say you knew that it was somebody from the city. You knew it wasn't from the market people. The market people were all chaperoned. We knew who they were. And they, they didn't leave the area. They, everybody knows it could have been them. Let's say we know it was somebody from the city. We don't know from the city. We don't know who it was. We know somebody in the city. Ubal Havlaj Stuki, then the Vlad is questionable. We don't know who it is, right? You shut him up and he doesn't know who his father is. Meaning we're not sure, and she wouldn't be allowed to marry a Cohen in that case. One robe isn't good enough. Why? Even according to Mulil, he's not a Bari. And according to Yeshua, for sure it's not wouldn't be believed. He had the Rabdimi when Dimi came from Eritasrol, Omar Ziri, he said like this. Ziri said Amila, some said Zira without without the Kiyasar Rabdimi. You go according to the majority of the city, but not according to the robe of the group that's visiting. This is more a copy line. Where are you going with this? Where are you turning just the opposite? We have a general rule. You go bus a robe. When you go bus a robe, Pirish, when somebody left the city and raped her. So um, uh, so you go bus a robe. Here he says you go bus a robe of the ear and not robe of the sea. It's just the opposite. The people from the market, the people who are attending the market, they are Trans, they're 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 moving around, right? They're not stationary. Honey, ninety, they're moving around. Honey, kfi, the people in the city, they are stationary. They live there. and they're and we're going to see later. I'm going to discuss this at Kol When it's when it's kavua, so it's it's based on a pasuk. It's learned out of a that we'll see we'll see that that when it's stationary, you assume 50-50. The rules of Achir Rab Mahato, so you go Basarov, don't apply when something is stationary, only when it's movable. So he says, we'll talk about this, we'll explain this soon. So Hani Naidi, Hani Kvi, just the opposite. You say, um, uh, you go Basarov of the city, then you follow the robe, and not robe of the Sia, the group, the, the market group, just the opposite. The market group is movable. There you should go Basarov, the city you don't, because they're stationary. This is what he meant to say. What Ziri said on Khanina. You go bus for most of the city, for most of the city of Jews, and that's only if most of the market people who were transitory were just uh, were just passing through. They're also rove of the Jews. So if most of the city is Jews and most of the movable people are Jews, you have a double row. That that complements. There's two majorities over here. But you don't go as rove of the city. Why? 
Why? Rove of the city isn't good enough, as we'll see. Uh, you don't go up, certainly after Rove of the sea by itself. My time, say even though Rove sea is better than Rove here, because Rove here is stationary and Rove of the sea is movable, and movable is better. Well, you don't go after most of the city because they're stationary. And stationary, when it comes to this issue, is like called But Rove of sea is movable. Why don't we go bust to that Rove? Well, we say, since she doesn't know who raped her, right? And we have a uh, situation over here. Uh, we, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't, do, we don't, Rove, Rove isn't good enough, as we'll see in a minute, because because when it comes to Kahuna, we're more careful. Even though normally Rove is good enough, we always said, if you have two pieces, three pieces of meat, two are kosher, one's not kosher, you can eat them all because you go bust a Rove, Minatora. But over here, we say you go bust a Rove a year, great. You don't go bust a Rove a year by itself, as we'll see, that could be because of stationary or because of Malos of Yosin. Even though that's movable, my time is a to Rav year. We're afraid if you go bust to the row of the sea and the movable, you'll also go bust most of the city. If the man left the city and had beer with her, so what's the difference from the city or from the uh, market people? Either way, he left the city, he was movable. This business that we say about that's if it's right now in front of you, but if it was already moved and this guy moved, what's the difference? So robe of the uh, city or robe of the sea, uh, they're both called the Parsh Muru Parsh. This little girl wandered into the city and it'd be with the person where he, in his house where he was stationary, because there he's stationary. So therefore, this is the problem. If you know that the person left the city and had beer with her, well, then you do have a robe, but it's still only one robe. Uh, but over here, the problem is if she went, if the young girl uh, wandered into the city and had beer with the man there, that's called, and we don't know who the guy is, so it's called the Kabur, something gets stationary. We don't, the rules of don't apply, and you assume it's 50 50 no matter what, even if it's nine Jews. And 90% Jews and 10% Goyim, you assume 50 50%. Says the Gemara. Okay, so what are we saying? That technically, Rove of the Sia, they're certainly movable. They're not stationary. They're visiting just for the market day. They're a Rove. Why don't you go bust a Rove? Okay, we're going to don't that Rove because we're afraid we'll use Rove of the City. And Rove of the City also would be okay if the guy, if, if whoever raped her, uh, left the city and raped her somewhere outside of the city. He wasn't at home. But if he's at home, okay, so so where does it work? Why is Rabbi Yochanan say it's okay? Because there's two robes over here. Robe of the city says she's kosher and robe of the sia. I have a tanya, maybe I'm sure, do you really need two robes? A tanya, we learn, famous case, Teisha Chanuyas, Gemara Mtsachim, Gemara here in Chulim. Teisha Chanuyas, nine stores, they're all selling kosher meat. But that's where by Reuben, whatever, whatever actually you want, they're all selling kosher meat in this area. The one selling trade, not kosher meat, McDonald's. And you bought meat from one of them and you forgot which one you went into. They all look alike. They all had the same facade outside. You know, it's like in, uh, it's like at Kikar Davidka where there's a hundred different stores selling cellular stuff, you know. Here, all the meat market, the meat market, they're all in the same area. You went into one. You don't know which one you went into. So look, 
since my Gemara is like, except for two words, it's me'eza, it's one word. Okay, it's also, even though if you go bust a row, nine to one, you bought it from a kosher store. Go bust a row, yeah, but if you bought it from a, you went into the store and bought it, that's called the kavua stationary, 50-50. Let's say you found a piece of meat in the street. You found a piece of meat, somebody dropped a piece, somebody bought meat from one of those 10 stores. You don't know which one. When you found it in the street, go bust a rope. That's the rule. The exception is where it's stationary, as we'll see, called the Kabul Okay, wait a minute. So we're saying over here, we're asking Gasha, why do you need two rows? We learned Teisha Hanuyos. Uh, what's the rule over there? Nimsa Halacha You find the meat in the street, one rope is good enough. I, you'll tell me, maybe Vishain Dalsus Medina Nulos, that state where you are, that city, the doors are uh, are not locked, meaning people can come into that city from other areas too. And most of the butchers, most of the kosher shochtim are Jews in that area, right? Because who shechts? You know, even the even the Muslims buy from us, right? They buy. They want uh, they want Reuben's uh, shechita, right? They want it uh, properly slaughtered. So and therefore the So you have a double robe over here. Robe of the stores are kosher, and robe of the of the chances. Of uh, so so if robe of the source of kosher, you find a piece of the meat in the street, it's probably kosher. Not only it's a double robe, because even if it didn't come from these 10 stores, it might have come from some other shochet in the area that's a double robe. Even though the doors, meaning the gates of the city or this state or this county are locked and nobody you can't come in, so it only came from these 10 stores, the same rule applies. Why? Because so why do you need two robes? Rabbi said that we, if, if most of the people are kosher, it's okay. When the Gemara asks, who holds that? Who's that? Rabbi Malil, Rabbi Shua. Everybody's mother the way Tosis learns. We're speaking about where she was raped, but there was a double row. Most of the city were Jews. Most of the visitors, the market people were also just a double row. Why do you need a double row? Over here in Teisha Chanui, you only need one row to say that it's kosher. If you find a piece of meat in the street, 90% tells you that it's kosher. Nine stores are kosher. One store is not. That one row is good enough. When it comes to Yichas, we're more careful. Even though Menatora, one robe is good enough. One robe is good enough. And here you have robe Sia. Oh, it goes to robe Sia, Atarova ear. And even robe ear, if the guy left the city to rape her, he would also be good enough, except maybe she went to him. Therefore, we have these problems. So therefore, we say a double robe is good enough. So if you have a double robe, you're not even concerned about about because you have two robes, robe of the city and robe of the visitors. Kufa, let's go back to this topic. Here's the point. It's always easy to be machmer. You have a suffolk, right? You wouldn't know. I guarantee you, if any of us found a piece of meat in the street, we wouldn't eat it, right? Even though most of the people in this area keep kosher, whether they are religious or not religious, nobody's going to eat it. It's suffolk, you go to chumrah. But call the kavua, even lakula. Where do we get? Where do we see this? Menal leilur of Zeruha. Where do Zeruha get this idea? Zeruha said the same. Kol kavua mechsam mechsam. Where did he get it from? If he got it from these cases that we're talking about, teisha chanus ilay and teisha chanuyos kol mechsam basar shkuta. They're all selling nine or selling kosher mibachtos and one selling nine kosher mibluk. When I said you bought from one of them, they knew they may is a man luck and he didn't know who he bought it from. Sveiko aser. He's not sure, right? You bought it from one of them. We just said sveiko aser. Uvenim sal chacharo. If you found it in the street, you go basaro. Right, but what's the if you went into the store? That means the store was stationary. You bought it from there. 
Uh, some Lechumra. Okay, that's fine. I understand you go Lechumra, right? Nine stores are kosher, one's not kosher. And you went into a store and you bought it. You don't know which one you went into, so you're not going to eat it, right? Because you say, I'm going Lechumra. I don't know. Maybe I bought it from the bad store, right? So you go Lechumra. How do we know we even say that Lechula? Elamitesh at Sfardim. Nine, nine grasshoppers. You had ten, nine uh, dead grasshoppers. The Sheretzachman, grasshoppers are kosher. If you know which with the right species, you can eat them. There was a video going around with Herschel Schefter making a bracha on the, uh, on the somebody brought him like a roasted grasshopper. This was with Sheretzachman, but there was one Sheretz. A Sheretz, he's talking about a kind of a, a tzav. It's a kind of a, a little creature that looks like uh, grasshoppers. So that's not kosher, right? So you had nine kosher uh, grasshoppers and one non-kosher Sheretz. But I go back and you touched one of them. Any of them is you don't know which one you touch. And if you touch the sherets, you're tummy, tummy for one day. You gotta go to the mikvah. So uh Sveiko Tame, they're also stuff you go your tummy. Hasunami Lukhumra, that's also Lukhumra. You're not sure which one you touch. The odds are you touch the kosher one, they all look alike, but okay, they're Lukhumra. Ella, how do we know that when we say something is stationary, it's a suffix that rises there, you go you go even Lakula. 50-50 tells you no matter what's 50. The other way around. There were nine shratzim, which are dead in Tomei. But Svardea, Echad Mehem, there's only eight out of all the millions of uh, shratzim, there's only eight that are not, that are Tomei. Of course, they have to be dead. The only, the only living being that's Matamayu when it's alive is a Jewish human being. Everything else only Matamayu when it's dead. But anyway, the animals only time when it's dead. So Tisha Shratzim, it's Echad one kosher one, one kosher grasshopper. But again, you touch one. I've made a damage, and I can learn which one. Because we have a cloud, we learn out from Sota that Safikam Shusi Yachet Sfekotami, Safikam Shusi Rabbim Sfekotar. So here you say it's a Sfekotar, even though it's nine, nine, nine to one that you touch something Tame. But in Mishusi Rabbim, we say Sfekotar. Why? Because the rule is you don't go bust a road. When it comes to something stationary, the rule is it's 50 50. Whether it's, the rule is 50 50, whether it's for, uh, tuma, whether it's a kula or lechumra, over here we're saying since in general you have a cloud that suffik rabin is tar. This is also suffik ma'ai, but it's nine to one that you're tamei. Don't go lechumra; doesn't make any difference. Suffik tumshus rabin tor. It's like fifty fifty. Makes no difference. It's nine to one, or a million to one, or or five to five. The rule is it's like fifty fifty. Okay, that's we see the case in the Mishnah. But, but how do we know that Allah and Torah? Where do you get this from? We have a call, Ahrab Mahatos. Where do you get the idea that called the Gemur Kamech Smetsami? But Raisimnon, Amrukah, the Pasik says, When are you hired for killing somebody? You killed somebody else only if you lied and you were lying and waiting for him and you planned to kill him. Achis Gabalo. Tanakama, this is Rab Shimon. Tanakama says over there, if you had commanded to kill Reuben and you killed Shimon, two Jews, there were two Jews walking around. You know the Jews that got payas and, and yarmulkes and those long scissors down to their ankles. And you know they're Jewish. And you wanted to kill one of them and you killed the other one. Rabbi Shimon says, you're not, you're potter. I have a, of course, potter, I have a lesser. I choose Gavin Lov. Rabbonar, I mean, no. Rabbi Yanni, uh, if, you, if you wanted to kill one Jew and you killed another, you're hired. What's the excuse for Arav Lov, only to him? Meaning, the, Rabbi Yanni says, when you threw a stone into a group of people where there were Goyim and Jews. That's what you, if you, the Rabban say, if you wanted to kill Reuben and you killed Shimon, you're hired. But if you want, if there was a group of people, Goyim and Jews, and you threw a rock in, into, into, the, into the group and you killed somebody, they're your potter. Why? Because only if you wanted to kill the Jew specifically. But if you just threw it into a group, you're potter. Now, 
What's the case? What's this case? You threw it into a group. If you're talking about there were nine Goyim and one Yisrael, so you go bust in the majority. Why do I need a Pusik? The odds are you're going to hold me high. Uh, I, I figured nine to one that I, I you know, that it would, would kill the, 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 when I threw the rock, the chances were nine to one that I was going to kill a guy. So how can I be chayv? How can you say that I'm chayv for trying to kill the Jew? Nine to one, I was going to hit a guy. Inami palga palga. Even if it was five Jews and five goyim suffering the rashi's lackle, you have to go lakula. You can't kill me for that. So let's read it. The ikatishi yisraelim kanan yechav. The case. Why do I need the pasuk varbel of a come up to tell me you're not chayv if you threw it into a group? If it was even nine Jews and one goy, the name davle knani kavua davle knani kavua. Even though it's nine Jews and one guy, so you say the odds are I was going to kill a Jew. No, the Kanani is Kabua, we call the Kabuch Mitzvah it's 50-50, and therefore even the Kula, I'm off the hook. Because when I threw it into a group, even if there was one guy there, you can't say, well, I meant to kill go bust of the rove. You look at 50-50, if it's Kabua, 50-50. That's the source, if it's not if it's not Kabua, if it left that group. And what does it mean, not Kabua? Everything once it moves a little bit, it was once Kavua. Rashi says, it, what, what is in front of us, it's not in its normal place, like the case of the meat. You bought it, if you found it in the street, that's not from its normal place. Somebody else had moved it, called the Parsh, move Parsh. Once it's moved, it's moved. In the case of the rapist, you know, once he moved out of his house, he's no longer stationary. Stationary is weird when it's in its normal place. Itmar. So here we have this clause, so we can explain now. That when it comes generally, robe is good enough. With but as parish, robe is good enough. However, if it's uh, a case of kahuna, malos of and they said we need a double robe. Unless you go like a rumliol in a case where she's bari. I mean, this is in case of a bari. Even b'diyeva, we pass them like like rumliol in a case where it's bari and it's b'diyeva. And if it's b'diyeva, even if it's rovsul, uh, but we pass them like rumliol. If it's rov Sharon, then we paskin that, yes, if she's bari, that's good enough. However, in this case, where she's not bari, she's a child, the way Tosis learns, then um, then you need a double rov. Itmar. Rabiosi said in the Mishnah, this story about the girl who went down to the well and was raped, and Rabiosi Manuri said about that, if most of the people are kosher, it's kosher. And Rashi says over here that what the Rashi is not on this on this on these words, but the Allah is like Rabiosi in general, like we're assuming over here, that uh, she's kosher. Not clear, is it with two robes or not? It was only a Rosh Shah that he passed in this way. Abeladora says Rashi in the last line, Trey Robin, it's Mashma, that he understood it to be. That he allowed it in this case. But normally you need two robes. Mashma, that we're not speaking about two robes like we just say in the Gemara. So Rav Yirmi asks Musa, Rav Yirmi, the last line of the page. Musa Rav Yirmi, Rav Yirmi is assuming that rova here is good enough. Even when there was one rove, not the way we just explained in the Gemara, the way Ravami learned that there was a double rove, but there was one rove. So you don't need two roves, but time we learn on the base. Matzah, he found an abandoned child. It was abandoned. It was clear from the evidence that the child was abandoned. The mother didn't want to raise a child. So you, and you're in a city that's a mixed city. Is the child Jewish or not? How do you have to treat this child? If mostly it's a mostly Goyish town, you assume the kids are Goy. Okay, we'll talk about what? If it's mostly Jews, Israel. These assume he's a Jew. Go Basaro. It's 50 50. You assume he's Israel. That's only to feed him. 
In other words, you have an obligation to feed him. If 50 50, you treat him like Israel. But you don't assume he's a Jew that he can marry a coin, that, that, that he's, that he's a, a kosher lakuna, or if he had a daughter that he can marry a coin. You don't assume if it's a girl that she can marry a coin. Why? Even though it's rove, right? We say if it's a rove Yisrael, Yisrael, Masamach Yisrael, we'll see why he split up between rove, I just say in rove Yisrael or Masamach Yisrael. The is going to explain why we have two different say, two different sections. One is rove Yisrael, Yisrael, Masamach Yisrael, that's only to feed him. That's not good enough. So what do you see? Because you need two rows. If he's Yisrael or not, is apparently to remove the debris. If he's under on Shabbos, could you be Mechal Shabbos to save him? So that Shmuel sounds like he's saying, only if he's a Jew, you do that. Lamaisa, even if it's the better chance that he's a guy, we'll do it. We'll see Shmuel, uh, Shmuel's, uh, the way he reads simply is not the correct way. Because Lamaisa, the Allah is if a building collapsed on and it's Shabbos, you can be Mechal Shabbos, even if there's a if there's a better chance that it's, even if it's Rov Goyim, there's any chance you still, you still Mechal Shabbos, but we'll, but we'll leave Shmuel aside for a minute. But when he asked the Kasha, he asked the Kasha, he, he assumed that one robe is all you need. Here, Rob says one robe is not good enough. For Yuchsin, you need a double robe. So you see that Rob is good. So answers Ishtamit, Ishtamit say, Rabbi Yirmi, when he asked the Kasha, he forgot that we learned what we learned at the top of today's page. Rabbi Yudah says that it's speaking about where there was a market there, the market of Tzipori, where there was a double row. So that's where we possibly, Yossi's story was where there was a double row. Okay. said, that was a special case. Special case. You need two, you need two robes. Smashma. Rav Chanan Barava said the name of Rav. Horashai said it was a special case. They must have seen other reasons why they were matur over there. For there were special circumstances why they are matur or lakuna. But normally you need two robes. So he didn't learn that you need two robes. And Chanan Barava said Kashah. What do you do with this? What do you do with this case? He learns you don't need two robes. Rabbi Yudam says speaking with him is a double robe. The one who learned that uh, you need a double row, the one who learned that it's speaking about where there was a double row there, did not go, Rav Chanan Barava didn't learn like him. He learned that was a special case. If that's not, you can't pass him from our Mishnah. The Mishnah was a special case. They saw some reason to be matter of the Kuna, but normally you need a double row. Either way, we come out, you need a double row. The question is how you understood the story. If the story was with a double row, then you pass him like that. It was a double row. If the story was without a double row, it was only one row that the Kash is, you should need a double row. For for Kahuna, Gufa. Let's understand this last brisa. It's mostly goyim. You assume he's a goy. In Rav Yisrael, Yisrael. You assume he's Yisrael. Masamas Yisrael. Amar Rav Loshan Al Yosef. Rav said that's only to uh, to um, feed him. Bezer is Masul Lefanoso. It's Chayachichimach. If he's a Jew, you have to you have to feed him. Avaluyuchsen Lo. But you wouldn't say that this abandoned child. Uh, if it's, let's say a little girl can marry a coin, uh, you assume that the, that the, the, the her uh, she has questionable lineage. Shmuel says the nafkamina is to remove the debris on Shabbos if he's a Jew or not. Shmuel really say that that if he's a guy, you don't remove the debris on Shabbos. Don't go basarov. In other words, even if it's rov goyim, you still mechal Shabbos to remove the debris. Right, you still you still there's ain holchem. That feel the suffering of the chavim, suffering Yisrael, but of the chavim, but how can you do that? Elokiyit mar Shmuel, Areishit mar. He's going on the Reisha. Meaning what? 
and the ratio we said in ratio matzbatinik moshlech imrav lechavim of lechavim. If it's mostly goyim, you consider the child a goy, and you don't have to feed him. However, however, if he fell under a debris, you do you do remove the debris on Shabbos. Get mishmol arishet mar, and that's what Rashi explains. When it comes to Chil uh, Shabbos for for them, it's possible that it's even, the, even if there's a tiny chance that there's a Jew, you remove the debris. Because you're not you're not Let give that to uh, the give it to the Salvation Army. Give the child away to the Salvation Army. Now, the Jewish court is not to feed the baby. To, to to take care of the child to raise him. Obviously, the kid's dying, so you know you yeah, can touch that. Yeah. But even pikuach. But again, uh, it would be pikuach nefesh if the child was dying on Shabbos and you're to be mechal Shabbos and it's pikuach nefesh. Okay, fine. But the point is that bezin, then you give up the child to social services of the goyim. The Jews aren't responsible to do it. They can give it to that hospital in the uh, in the eastern part of the city where he gave all the money. You know, so you know. All right, um, it's going on the ratio that even though it's mostly goyim, you assume he's a goy, but not for for pikuach nefesh on Shabbos or mechal Shabbos, even if it's rav goyim. Then he says, Okay, you say it's mostly goyim. He's a goy. You can give him. Let, let's say, let's say this pikuach nefesh, Michael. You can give him treif because he's a guy. In other words, if, if it's mostly goyim, you can give him a go, You can give him a, you can give him a whole shail about that. If you have a goyish worker, can you give him non kosher food to eat? Are you allowed to deal with that kind of a thing? But usually, that people are making. Oh, you can give him the veils. Imrov Yisrael, not you're not doing business that way. Whatever you're just giving him, you can give him the veil. Imrov Yisrael, Yisrael amayachsav. Say if mostly Jews, it's Jews. Look, I'll be what. Amrav lahachsul aveda. Right, so he said, Imrav Yisrael Yisrael amayachsa. Imrav lahachsul aveda. We already said Imrav Yisrael Yisrael lachiosa. Rav said, but what what what's the lachiosa? It also means over here lahachsul aveda. Rashi says lahachsul aveda. Rabusi the motzim miad Yisrael azochabo and ba'odam rabbanam lahachsul aveda lekani olagasam lemans vosor vasetzmei sheish from mitzrim sheish she. In other words, you know, if he's a Jew, you can you can return to his lost Israel. Again, why did he separate uh, between Rov Yisrael Yisrael or Machza Machza Yisrael? Just say Im Rov Yisrael or Machza Machza. Both are considered Jews. Separate for for damages. What does that mean? Uh, for damages, if it's 50-50, you assume he's a Jew in this sense, not necessarily for a Machza Masla data is only if it's mostly Jews. It's mostly Jews. And and Rav also said Loshan Lachyoso, Avaluchsun Lo, right? To to uh, to help him survive. And I guess maybe Lachsula Veda is also part of that too. You you uh, you take care of him, your business butsuba to see to his needs, including Masla Veda. But what's the business Masla Masi Sol Mayakhsamarzakan? So what do you mean Lazakan? If damages, hey dummy e name it then okay, Torahdi Dana Torahdi Day. If a Jew's shore. Gore, uh, ox, gored this guy's uh, ox, this questionable person. Lay malay, I see right this raw The rule is if a Jew's, if a Jewish uh, man's ox gored a Goyish man's ox, he's not responsible. You could say, My animal did it, it's not me. He's not responsible for it. 
So why do you say over here that it's 50-50, you consider, you consider this abandoned child to be a Jew? Look, I'll be what? And you say for Nazikim. If it's a, if one of our, if, if, the, if a real, a regular Jew's go, uh, uh, ox gored this guy's ox, right? So why do you have to pay? Let him say, prove that you're a Jew. If you have no proof, I'm not going to pay you. This questionable person, this abandoned child who grew up and now owns an ox, his ox damaged ours, damaged the Jews. Paul Gamashon pays half because either way, the rule is that if a guy's uh, uh, animal gored a Jew, he has to pay in full. If he's a Jew gored another Jew, the first three times he only has to pay chasin ezek. So if, if this questionable, this abandoned child's ox gored a Jew's ox, half he has to pay for sure. The other half, he could say, I see right the lab Yisrael, prove that I'm not a Jew, the Jew, in other words, I claim I'm a Jew. I'm questionable, I'm coming Jew. I'm a Jew, I only have to pay chasin ezek. You say that I'm a guy, I have to pay, prove that I'm a guy, prove that I'm not a Jew, and then I'll have to pay this. So that's the nafkamina that we're saying over here, whether it's uh, mostly, mostly Jews, he's definitely a Jew. If it's mostly Jews, we assume he's a Jew, and not only do you have to feed him, but you have to return his chafetzim, you have to return his lost items. And if it's 50-50, he's a Jew in this sense that what that um, uh, that 50, that that he's a Jew that the Gabinaziken, if his if his ox damaged our ox, that uh, he's a Jew that only has to pay 50 percent. He only has to pay chatzinezek. He's a Jew. Maybe he's a Jew. We assume well, he's is, a Jew. What is what is the case? The case you're finding. The, the, the abandoned story. child grew up and owned an ox. How has he been living? How has he been living? However he's been living, it doesn't make any difference. Even he's been living... I mean, he's been living as a Jew. He's been living whatever. And we don't, somebody comes and says, oh, I remember. That's right, that's right. That's right, that's right. Exactly right. We don't know. He, he has questionable lineage. Exactly right. How do you this? That ends the first paragraph. A woman was widowed or divorced. He omeras, she says, she says, she says, now what happened over here? We said... That she's entitled to a psuba, right? A woman got to, was widowed or divorced. If she's a psula, she's entitled to 200. If she's an almana, when she got married, or she'd been previously married, a previously owned wife, she's only entitled to 100, right? Now, so why don't you just look at the ksuba? So maybe the ksuba's lost. We don't know what the ksuba says. Or, less, or it's a place where they didn't write the ksuba. Many places they did it orally because they didn't want to hurt it, be responsible to, to, to hold the ksuba all those years. You ever look for a paper that you had from 30, 40 years ago? You can't find it, right? It's gone, right? So we don't want her to have that, that responsibility of holding on to it. So many times it was just a oral agreement. And the truth is that the rabbi said, whether you wrote one or not, she's entitled to a So here the issue is, now she's widowed or divorced. If she's divorced, she's arguing with her husband. If she's widowed, she's arguing with his children. And she's saying, she, she says, when I got married, I was a psula, I'm entitled to 200. And the husband, if he's alive or if he's dead, it's a chulomer loki al almana. So you say, no, I married you all. When I married you, I married our money, only 100. So we have no proof. What do you do? If there's Adam that remember the wedding and she had a kind of either a veil or she was on a litter, the Gemara discussed what Hinuman was, but there's some proof, there was some evidence, evidentiary evidence, circumstantial evidence on Nam, but it's not a capital case, it's only a money case. What she entitled to, I just if she was some circumstantial evidence that she was a psula, like for example, she had a kind of a veil that only the sulos wore, or Roshaprua, her hair was undone. She didn't have a covered hair. Like today, you know, people go to a wedding, usually at the wedding, the girl's hair is still uncovered. Afterwards, she covers the hair. 
right? So if she had uncovered hair, hair was was laying on her shoulders. Thanks to Bosom Assignment. Even if they just like we said, we threw uh, they threw they threw rice, you know, like they throw rice, they're going to throw rice. They used to, there was a Jewish minute, they used to throw parched grain at, at her as a sign that should, uh, of, of growth and pruvu. That's also a sign. They only did that for Psulas. Now, period. That's really the end of the mission. A second mission that says as follows. Which Rabbi Yeshua? We're going to talk about that in the Gemara. Rabbi Yeshua said, Remember we had the three Mishnahis? So Rabbi Yeshua says, oh, she says, you see her pregnant. You see her talking to somebody. You see her, uh, she, she, had a, uh, she was having a, um, a baby. Uh, or or um, um, what was the, the, uh, the cases where uh, she says she's Mukas Eitz and he says, and he says, no, you were, uh, you were, uh, you slept with somebody. Uh, in all this case, or she said, Misha Astani, I was raped after I was married to you. Rabbi Shua doesn't believe her. Rabbi Shua doesn't believe her. Even at first case, on your days and days, where he says, uh, you know, you're not a virgin. You know, what's going on? You're not a virgin. So she says, yeah, I was raped after we got married. It's your tough luck. When I married you, I was a psula, and then I was raped, right? When I, that was after we got engaged, I was raped uh, before the uh, Nisuin. So it's your tough luck. And Rabbi Leal says, no, we believe her. We believe her. So Rabbi Shua says, no, we don't believe her. So even though Rabbi Shua says, we don't believe her, even though she had a migu, because she could have said, when she said she was raped after they were engaged, she apostles herself for kahuna, right? And she could have said, mukaseitz, even though she has a migu, Rabbi Shua doesn't believe her. However, meaning, if she has peshas or peshahitzer, that's a strong migu. What does that mean? She could have kept quiet. She asked her something on herself. She said, in those cases, she had a migu, but it wasn't that strong. The best thing is you keep your mouth shut. So she was motored in a case of Pesha also Peshitta, the mouth that forbade it was also the mouth that permitted it. In a case like what is the example of that? So does the guy goes over and says to him, you know, Yanko, this field that I'm on used to belong to your father. You know that? But like I bought it from him. She and then he's believed. If I wanted to, I could have kept my mouth shut. I've been working this field for years, right? And I come up and say, you know, once this field belonged to your father, but I bought it from him. So the guy said, bought my father. You have proof? Where's your where's your deed? Where's your purchase contract? You don't have to, because I, if I wanted to, I could have kept my mouth shut and not said anything. You wouldn't have known. Chapesha also to the mouth that forbid it, the mouth that forbid it, also permitted. Vim yesh edim. For example, she said, let's say there were eight of that belonged to your father. Uh, not, not based on what I said. You know, this field that I'm working for years belonged to your father. There were eight of them belonged to the father. I said, I bought it from him, and he's not believed unless you have proof. You got proof. Umar is going to talk about what about a chazak of three years. We'll get into all that. You understand? But even Rabbi Shua, who says Migu is not good enough back on your base, but this is a strong Migu. Pesha, because unfortunately, I'll deal with Pesha also Pesha is like a very strong Migu. It's not like if I wanted to lie, I could have said something. Migu is normally, believe me when I say this, because if I wanted to, if I was a liar, I could have said a better argument that would have permitted me to marry Cohen or something like that. No, this is the strongest kind of a Migu. If I wanted to, I could have kept my mouth shut. Always good to keep mouth shut. Nothing, nothing would happen. That's the best migu and Rabbi Shua's mode and that kind of migu that we believe. We'll pick it up here tomorrow, Mitch. Mm-hmm.